Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It's not a game, it's a Hello, friend. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Not bad. I mean, the sun's coming through now. We've had a week of really dodgy weather, so whenever the sun turns up, I'm just in a much better mood, to be honest. What about you? Likewise. Um, yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. I've got I've got some gym aches that I'm nursing today. Had to have a bath <laughs> in the middle of the day. That's how bad it was. Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> well... <laughs> just trying to get those to... gains those post those post lockdown gains um, <laughs> but yeah welcome back guys to style over substance it's me scarlet and it's me mim it's episode four it's episode um, four yeah we should be seasoned pros by now <laughs> i mean we are getting into the swing of it a bit yeah i think so well we'll let the listeners be the judge <laughs> We'll let those five-star reviews be the judge. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Only five stars here, guys. If you're gonna, if you're gonna leave a review. <laughs> so, um, oh, fashion story. What is yours fashion this week? Story. Well, this week, um, we had someone write in with a fashion story that I thought I would, I would put forward. My friend Isis is um asked us to kind of discuss the new implementation of face masks in shops and how we think that's going to affect the retail space because I think a lot of shops think that's going to deter people because I'm going to be honest I'm not the biggest fan of wearing a face mask my motto Mm. has been so I don't live in central London so it's not as essential here um Mm. you can be a lot more spaced out from people um and at the moment, I really only go and do a food shop um, mm. in public. Like, that's the only thing I do in public. Um, and I don't really, f- I feel like I haven't been wearing it for that. So I don't really want to wear it. For Is it going to deter you from going into a shop, though? That's I think really if I've the... got to do it for my food, then I see no difference, to be honest. Um, but I, I think it's, I was saying this the other day to my dad, there's some association of a face mask it just feels a little bit daunting because you associate it obviously normally with a hospital um but it's going to be the new norm and I think that it might stop people for a few days but to be honest the footfall's down anyway isn't it obviously Mm. Mm. yeah what do you feel about it I mean I think to me wearing a face mask mask is not a big deal really Mm. in the grand scheme of things it's not that I have one that makes my face sweaty I'm not gonna lie oh well I think it's getting used to the fact that you're breathing on your face like yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) especially when I've got like sunglasses or glasses on it's like (laughs) steaming up my eyes um 
in general, it's not a big deal. I'd rather wear it than having someone breathe on me, breathing on them, numbers going up, us being locked down for longer. Like, I, I don't mind so much. It's and a I think really, it's really, really safety measure. Yeah, I think if it's just for shops, because um, I was watching an interview earlier today, actually, it was with Edward Enenfell with Sadiq Khan. It's a really old interview. Um, but he was saying, like, when you are near, up close with other people, then wear the mask yeah um so if it's if it's not crowded then and I don't wear a mask like going down the high street or anything for me I understand where it's coming from we don't we god knows I don't want numbers to go back up again I need to be let out in the world (laughs) (laughs) I can't stand this any longer um will it deter people from shopping um, I think that, you know, being locked up for a few months already, people have already made that fundamental switch to shopping online, I think. Mm. Um, and I hope that um, I hope that companies, fashion b- businesses, brands, whatever, have have made that pivot to making online shopping more accessible to their customers about time. I mean, we've been doing this for months now I would have thought that they would have cottoned on and really gotten their act together in that sense just wear a mask if you want to go shopping you know yeah I I think it's the case of anybody who's maybe been a bit like me in the past of like I don't really want to wear one like I'm gonna keep Mm. my bubble small kind of just the first time you wear it I had to wear one to the doctors last week and initially it felt weird and then you're kind of like well but this is the sensible thing to do so Mm. like I'm I'm actually I'm actually not looking stupid or I don't feel stupid or whatever you're thinking or going through your head because actually like I'm being safe and this is the right precaution so I think I think people will get used to it I think it's yeah you're always gonna get you're always gonna get people who would just want to be like some defiant, people are never happy sake karen yeah. stop complaining <laughs> <laughs> karen's can also be men as well i oh, know yeah. i am Carl. i've come across a few of them myself um all i can say is like hopefully like companies are just doing that online e-commerce pivot anyway and i will say i just don't think there's one easy fix for opening up the economy i know that bojo thinks Mm -hmm. that just suddenly clicking his fingers and telling us all to return to an office means we're all going to go to prep for lunch and buy a coffee on the way all of that like i don't think the world like that is going to return for a long old while just because people will be more sensible and people will be a little bit not wanting to do some things but i think i think we'll find our way and it's you know it will all come hopefully in due course what's your fashion um, story I don't really have one. I know, I know. No, I haven't run out. I just, um, I did announce to my mom and my sister that this is officially, officially day one of my no clothes shopping. Ooh. So next week, if any you listeners... Give us an update. Yeah, I can do like a little update. Oh my and God, I can we can have a Mims corner. <laughs> could tell you about my weaknesses and stuff I actually you know what it was it was because I bought a couple bits this morning that were like really well priced like really I'm sorry I did um and then I was just like okay I'm done now like I'm satisfied I can go months without shopping again day one starts tomorrow okay well if you bought something today (laughs) okay well then it's day zero okay okay it's round zero for me 
That's cool. Um, they were like a pair of wide leg velvet <gasps> trousers, um, kind of like a burnt amber, burnt sienna color. Yeah, I can picture them. Um, and they were and they were twelve pound. And I have a pair of like velvet wide leg trousers anyway, but in dark green. And I love them. They're so comfortable. Like anything like wide legged baggy. Mm. So comfortable, but they're like smart. Do you know what I mean? It's like wearing jeans, but they're a bit like a try. They got a sun, sun. Yeah. yeah. So I bought that. And then I bought, <laughs> and then again, I bought something else, but it was again, really well priced. It was this um, linen suit and it was, um, cream colored double-breasted jacket matching trousers and I was like you know what when brunch comes around (laughs) that's what I'm wearing (laughs) when I decide to venture out for brunch that's what I'm wearing not that I'm scared of eating out but it's just like yeah so I bought that and then I was like I'm done I'm happy (laughs) nice nice oh well you have to keep us updated I reckon the first few days or weeks are the hardest because it's hard to get out of that habit of perusing the internet but then I guess you get like a habit of putting your time elsewhere as I already mentioned like I've done this before and like where is like you need a Monday or a first of Jan to start (laughs) something once I know in my mind you started it on a Thursday (laughs) (laughs) on a a Thursday midday um (laughs) Yeah, I just I'm just gonna go through any subscriptions that I have. Maybe clear my cookies in my like browser mm. in my like yeah, uh, clear any cookies, like take, remove any emails, stuff like that, and just like it's quite easy to avoid the shop right now, isn't it? I'm not going many places, yeah. so yeah. that will all make it easier. But yeah, oh, best of luck in your ventures. <laughs> Anyway, moving on to moving on. Our, our topic. So we, we mentioned last week that we were going to talk all things couture. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like yeah. I think a lot of people who maybe haven't worked in design or haven't worked in major fashion houses, like the biggest, the, the most luxury, don't really know that there's a clear definition of couture. Yeah, for sure. So I think I would say, and forgive me for stereotyping, Um, how people view fashion but I would say that people who aren't as well versed in it or like you said haven't worked in it kind of just think that like if you go to Chanel what you see in the shop could be couture like I think a few people think that might be the case or like a big dress like it's a big dress because it's couture yeah in their in their main collections they have a few frocks you know like (laughs) Mm. yeah um but we're here to correct you um (laughs) So I have, I have scoured the internet, um, jokes, I just went on Wikipedia, um, <laughs> for a definition. <laughs> so I'm just going to run through what that is in case you guys are interested. And actually, I was quite interested to see some of the points, having worked mm. for um, a brand that has done couture in the past. So couture is the creation. I mean, it's called haute couture, but Mm. it's a hard word to say so we're just gonna say couture (laughs) Um, it's like high costume isn't that what it kind of means yeah or like well it's high it's high fashion and yeah Mm. um but it's creation of exclusive custom fitted clothing um which is constructed from hand um start to finish um Mm. so 
it became more rigorous to be a part of Couture in 1945. You had to have all of these four criterias to be able to be eligible to have the title of Haute Couture and be mm. eligible to be on that Vogue um, tab. Um, so you have to design made for order for private clients with at least mm. one fitting. Um, you have to have a workshop, an atelier in Paris, and that has to employ at least 15 full-time members of staff. You have to have at least 20 full-time technical people um, it, in one of your ateliers. So that will be technicians or your um, seamstresses and stuff like that. Um, and then mm-hmm. you also have to present a collection of at least 50 original pieces to the public every season, twice a year in January and July. Mm. Isn't it like... Um... That's, that's, oh, okay. That's rigorous. I think that's quite a lot, you know. It is. There's a federation. Correct me mm. if I'm wrong. It's like a French federation that kind of awards these things yeah. out. Yeah, I can tell okay. you what it is. It is... Ooh, it is the Chamber Syndicale de la Haute Couture. Mm-hmm. Official. <laughs> and, and actually, um, we, there's only one British fashion house who holds that credit, and that is Ralph and Rousseau. Yeah. That's big. I mean, it's a lot. It's not for... Basically, they make these... They establish these rules because it's not for the faint of heart. It's really about yeah. someone with deep pockets and the clientele base or aspiring to have a clientele base to kind of make stuff that most of us will never have the chance of getting <laughs> and wearing I mean like the most ochre thing you ever get to is like your wedding dress yeah <laughs> you have like a fitting and you might add and remove bits and bobs and, be and some people do design their own yeah 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 um but they're basically trying to sell tell you like your wedding dress is not couture babe <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. this is what it has to be um, but yeah, I, I guess it's it's for the dedicated. It's it's for the people who you know like are really in it. And there's like a real craftsmanship. So I used to work for a company um, who did couture, and the artistry and the time that goes into these pieces mm. is beyond. It's insane. Yeah. Like, and there I used to work very near the client team, and you would have people. I think when I first started there, they had an order for a million pound wedding dress. When like, how I much watched... did that wedding cost? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That must be royalty. Yeah. Close to. Um, I've watched, uh, you know, I love a fashion documentary and like I've seen like Dior ones mm. um, and they show you clips of the workshop with the ateliers and them sewing and the stress that they're under and all that stuff. And I'm just like, wow, that, that must be like such a cool job. And oh my I'm gosh. here in lockdown yeah. with my cross stitch <laughs> and I'm like halfway through and I'm like, these holes are too small, man. They're just like, <laughs> it's driving me nuts. Um, so what I'm trying to say is my cross stitch is, um, it's, parallel it's putting to you on your path on your path <laughs> to becoming head seamstress at Dior yeah yeah I think um, in another life I would love to be a Parisian seamstress in in a mm. the talent the skill and also there's something magical like don't get me wrong I'm, I'm not there for the back-breaking work um like that's <laughs> that is a lot of hard work and it's a mm. lot of like you are being rushed to create a piece of art in in essence mm. 
but there's got to be something really cool and satisfying with knowing that like you've had a hand in it yeah and also, I mean in in decades to come your work is going to be in a museum somewhere yeah you know so I just want the lab coat so <laughs> I know yeah that's the thing isn't it the white coat yeah they make it look so profesh yeah anyway we're just going to be talking about a few fashion houses which have come out our thoughts and we're talking lockdown couture yeah (laughs) Um, maybe we should start with that british fashion house which is the only one to be awarded an couture status um so ralph and russo what were your thoughts so for those who don't know they released i guess it's an avatar is that what they called it um yeah so they created an avatar, not for all of their looks. I think it was maybe four. And they placed the avatar in modern wonders of the world. Yeah. And, and it looked quite cool, you know, like it was a it was an interesting way. I think we spoke about this last week on how we wanted the fashion shows to interpret the new lockdown or or react to stuff. And I think it was, it's kind mm-hmm. of modern of them. Um, and then the rest of their collection were just sketches, which I like as well. But I do think if I were a client, I would find it mm-hmm. quite hard to to know from a sketch. Because if anyone's seen a fashion sketch, like it's on a lady with legs longer than a mile. It's, yeah, it's an unrealistic sort of depiction of how a dress would look on somebody sometimes. Um, yeah. I think what Ralph and Russo did like um, was take this idea of fashion shows are now going digital mm. to a literal interpretation. Yeah. Um, I think that what I really liked about the avatar is that she is this like statuesque, dark skinned black model. Mm. Uh, she's not real, but you know, that's her, her look. You can picture um, her as a model. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think to like champion that aesthetic is amazing like when there's always a sea of white models well I think um, we discussed it last week that quickly that the Dior video mm, is just like there's just I I get they're doing that renaissance thing but you know we're in a world where we actually want to see some diversity yeah and especially when you talk about magic and folklore and fantasy there is no reason why all the characters in a story have to look a certain way. So I think that that argument that people might put forward is bogus. It's a fake story. So there's no reason why you can't have diversity. Abilities as well. It's not just about race. It's about abilities and looks and yeah. So I think that was cool of Ralph and Russo. um, Also, I don't know if you saw on Instagram a few years ago, I think it was 2017, um there was a digital artist who created an uh, a model she was an avatar called okay so everyone knows i butcher names <laughs> so don't your mind i don't know your name your surname but this is coming from a girl who gets so pissed when someone butchers her own surname that it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I know you know what it is I think it's just because like there's a way to say my name probably and I think the way I know how to say my surname is like the Jamaican way yeah <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea actually what the name yeah whatever so my point is <laughs> the model is um her name is Shudu Graham and so she like 
the images of her these digital images of this avatar model was created and like just blew up on instagram because it was like she's incredibly like beautiful and regal looking and statuesque but then people realized like what the fuck like she's not real and i think another um some irobot kind of thing (laughs) yeah it's like not only does it bring up the question of is this another form of unattainable beauty because she's not even real yeah but it's like because the artist is white it's that fear that people have it's like is he capitalizing Mm. off of the black image and like beauty and things and I think that's those are both really valid arguments although this model for Ralph and Russo and Shudu who is the digital avatar who kind of started this thing um are both gorgeous artwork and you can take that for what it is beautiful images of digital people yeah but Um, I guess they are like a fashion sketch jumping off a page so it like like Mm. I was saying like a fashion sketch is not it's not what a woman looks like and that's I guess what Mm. these avatars are um, and yeah, it's a really interesting aspect, actually, especially when we're kind of diversity is so much more of a bigger thing. Um, mm-hmm. And actually, the world of couture doesn't really do much about different shapes and sizes. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, you know what, you said that. And I was thinking about that point today, because often the fashion, well, in, more so in the past, but people who kind of can use the excuse of the people you see in our runways are the people who are our target audience and it's like well the people who are your models are like 16 year old girls they're no way (laughs) I tell you now and they're no and your actual clients are not like size six models who is women who are older who have money who are all over the globe so it's a pretty bogus like yeah oh well I mean I we used to have a sea of mannequins like of the dimensions of the different core couture clients and not one of them were a size six there are actually quite mm-hmm. a few women and I was actually quite shocked to see that they were larger ladies and they're the ones buying couture so surely like you should respond to that a little bit because like you said they're older yeah. to have that kind of money you either have married a really wealthy older dude or Mm-hmm. you've made that money like with your partner or with by yourself and it's taking you time so you're not you're going to be maybe in your 40s where the you know, you're not going to be a size six um I get I guess the main thing that they they would say for um making it sample size is so that actresses and singers can wear them to award shows as kind of like free publicity but maybe we're that's encouraging them to be that size too, you know? Sorry, I had to cough. <laughs> that's okay. Um, yeah, no, I agree. Like, almost these these actresses have to become their mannequins mm. and stay a particular size. And, yeah, I mean, it's such a big conversation, isn't it? But, um, yeah, it's just not realistic. It's not a reflection of, like, reality, I suppose. Mm. Anyway. I thought it was so. a cool idea. I thought it was a cool idea. Um, I kind of think it was a shame they didn't do it for every look. Like, part of me kind of thinks, did yeah. they run out of time? <laughs> was it expensive? Oh, or, like, really did they just expensive. run out of time? They thought of it a bit too late. Like, who knows? Yeah. I have a feeling, because yeah. the way the dresses are, I feel like those dresses were made 
and I guess the other ones weren't or something. I don't know. Um, or maybe the um, maybe the actual artist who had to render these designs digitally yeah. was like, mate, there's only so much I can do. Like, it's really it's a lot of work, I don't I know. tell you that. And especially because they would have had to do it in a way yeah. that like with movement and like those things, there's a reason I don't want to ever do 3D. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it, I think it was it was a it's a new concept. Obviously, the avatars existed before, but not in the world of um, couture. But yeah, mm. what other? Yeah, I liked the idea. What was your favorite look, though? Oh, what was your favorite look? I yeah. liked the big yellow dress. So we will, by the way, we will insert any pictures to what we're referencing on our Instagram, Style Over Substance. Yeah, pod. But yeah, um, that was, I think, my favorite look because it was different. Mm. You know what? It reminded me of um, oh Rihanna at. Oh, the, the pizza dress. <laughs> it was the pizza dress. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Just yeah. yeah, it just instantly I went to that place in my mind. Um, Some of their sketches I, lo- I really liked, but of the avatar images, I really liked mm, that. Mm-hmm. I thought it was different. Yeah. And I kind of think you want that from Couture. I don't think you want to see a dress that you've seen a thousand times. Yeah, the yellow one's definitely a showstopper. I liked the one with the pink one with the feather sleeves. Mm. I love mm. feathers on a, you know, so that was... I love a feather yeah. moment. I've yet to have one, but one day I hope to. <laughs> <laughs> so what other show do you want to talk about next? Uh, let's go to Chanel. And so earlier I watched the video that they did like a little video. I thought the video was really pants um it only showed like five looks um yeah. but what was cool is that they also released some craftsmanship videos of our ladies in lab coats and um, actually making the dresses and i think stuff like that when they lift the lid on making of couture i don't know if it's because i just that's like my absolute love of fashion is watching the craft I don't know if that's mm. just appeals to me but I just think that's really cool to get an insight of actually like the process so, yeah. yeah and I think people who are spending like hundreds of thousands on it appreciate that as well because that's what you're buying into yeah so I saw like in one of the videos as well definitely check it out I'll see if there's a way that I can get a snippet of it on our insta and they're actually making like the tweed fabrics on a loom there. And it's oh it's super special. Cause I know they normally outsource that, but I don't know if because of lockdown they had to bring that in-house. But that was super special and cool to also mm. see um oh, I'm gonna butcher her name, I'm not gonna say it. It was cool to see the new lady at work. <laughs> oh, I get what you mean. I think um this kind of collection they with the video they tried to make it like a little bit rock and roll mm-hmm. i don't know i might be wrong but, but the overall like vibe looks like, yeah, yeah 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 whereas the collection's um, got like think, 50 <laughs> mm. oh well 30 i did maybe. like i did like the looks um though i really like them i think it gives me like very it gives me like a royal mm. kingly court super regal vibe. Mm. Um, a little bit Tudor-esque in places. I thought it was cool. I liked it. Yeah, I, I liked it a lot. Um, Do you have a favourite favorite stand-up piece? Oh, maybe the one that's in the video. It's that white dress with that 
on the shoulder it, oh my god I, I'm not going to be using technical words right now but you know the fabric like goes round <laughs> <laughs> it's look 30 okay it's like a white oh, dress I know with the one jewels mean. and beading at the front yeah and it's a skirt and jacket ensemble that one I think it's quite nice it's not something that is trend driven it's not something that you see on it uh, almost looks like it could be a peasant dress yeah, but like yeah, yeah. a really nice like obviously a really nice one but it's it's kind of that in between like or like a court like a court something dress I don't know I it's really nice mm. it's really interesting mm. yeah I think it's something that you would buy and it would sit in your wardrobe and it would be like something you wouldn't get anywhere else yeah you? it's it's yeah. it's really unique I quite liked the um I guess it was their answer maybe to a wedding dress um and also how on oh. earth are they um like Chanel didn't have 50 looks so they're gonna get kicked out uh, <laughs> uh, a year a year they still got more stuff to produce no no 50 looks is um, a show really yeah but I mean it's a special circumstances come on and um, yeah, but yeah they, they had a white dress and um, and it's really unique again it's sort of got like it's it's pinched in places it's like fitted but then it's got sort of like ruching side detail where like the volume comes from the side and it was just a really interesting silhouette um, is it the one is it look 18 where yes. the panel yeah. down the front is like a v and it's yeah. got like beading on crystal yeah that one stand out as well and i think it follows the same sort of vision as the one i was talking about yeah. it's really like elizabethan mm, but like first re- elizabeth it's really interesting yeah, it's really cool. I think I think yeah. she's I think she's sort of um she did a really good job, I think, because it wasn't it wasn't super Carl, you know. You didn't I yeah, think she I think she moved on her own and I I really like that. The next show, so we kind of discussed Dior, I guess, a bit last week. Um more so the video and a little bit about how we felt about the dresses. But do you want to discuss any more about Dior? Or <sighs> have we set up It's not really a lot to say. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I think I don't think in particular from what I've seen, like across the board, across brands, from what I've seen, although I've liked pieces and liked collections, nothing has gone like, oh my God, this is something I was not expecting. This is way off the scales. I think that maybe that lack of risk taking is like part of their business strategy. They're probably like, let's play it safe. Let's play it to like what we know our customers will actually buy into it was like a recycling and an uh, an homage to all their previous designs. Like that's it. Kind of felt like we mm. were having a Met Gala moment. Like a Dior, before. do you mean in yeah. particular? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I yeah, felt like the definitely. Dior show was basically like a Met Gala for their like their couture history or something. I mean, I loved the idea as we said last week, but yeah, there was not much risk taking. I must say. It did just remind me when I went to the VNA and saw the, the Dior, Dior collection, the exhibition they had. Beautiful, but I don't. I think she just reworked things really. Yeah. Next, and don't get me wrong. Like we say, it's kind of we've seen it all before. They're still beautiful dresses. Like there's yeah, still so yeah, sure. much that goes into them. But like as I said before, you kind of want to see the dress you haven't seen like numerous mm. times. I'd probably wear one of the ones that you've seen a thousand times, but you like as um, a fashion lover and admirer and follower, you kind of also want to see something pushing the boundaries. Mm. 
Yeah. Yeah. I did. There was one piece that I liked from Dior. It's like this white coat belted and then it has this almost tapestry like image or mm-hmm. design on it. It's quite bold. I quite like that. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. We've got some Bama. Yeah. Should that as well, probably. Or Bama. <laughs> um. <laughs> In in this one, there's a there's a few guys wearing trainers. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Can, quick interjection. I have some very interesting intel on how terrible sometimes couture footwear can be. <laughs> oh, it, really? It has been known that there's been a dash to Primark or the equivalent in a, the European city to just buy some like p- basic pumps that you just then super glue like the fabric to or something oh I see <laughs> is it for looks where you don't see their feet yeah I, or like you might see a little bit and you want it all to match or something like that it's terrible but yeah there are some dudes in it um yeah did you have any standout looks or any but is that not him the models no. look really similar to him. <laughs> Don't you think? No, they're just probably chosen in his image. Like, he probably imagines himself in his designs and stuff. Um, I think there were a few dresses that we'd, like, seen before. I know it's their, I know it's their thing, but I'm kind of over the really heavy, like, beaded stuff. It's like the, you know, the stuff that, like, the Kardashians yeah. is, like... <laughs> like they'll suddenly just be like they reignite their friendship with him and wear all these dresses (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. um there was one I liked in like overall I liked the black and white kind of tailored suits Mm. with the with the white the white white detailing sombreros and stuff yeah I think that's cool cool look there was one dress um Vogue puts it down as look 13 but it's this long black dress and up the back there's this oh what do they oh, call yeah, it like jacquard print blue and white and black that kind of creeps up the back of this dress yeah oh i see it. i think favorite. it's look look 15 oh okay yeah i can see that um yeah yeah because you wouldn't expect it so from the front it looks super plain and then it's like party mm. in the back i really like the bow back dress i kind of feel like that would be that would be couture scar I think that is a perfect segue to John Battista Valley because he is a, a lover of all things. <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> he is a bowback. And there's a lot of there's a lot of frill. Yeah, if you're looking for elevated prom dresses, <laughs> John Battista Valley is. It's not. An, I mean, they're beautiful, but they and are classic feather moments. The white dress with the red feathers. I am looking at that right now. I love it. I love it as well. Yeah. I like that one with the, okay, it's like this short, um, like mini dress, red in tulle, and it has the like plumes of red tulle on either side of it. Didn't they do? They did a collection with H&M and they had like a long dress in red tulle and it kind of reminds me of that. Obviously, it's nothing like it, but um, it's the same. Red it's tool. just his signature. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's just his signature kind of like vibe. I um, quite like the toilet brush holder esque wedding dress. Look seven. Oh, hold on. The, um, so it's got like a. T- it's got so much sort of 
tool um all along the chest and then just goes into like a classic skirt but it's just kind of like a very it's almost like you've got clouds as arms and chest oh that one (laughs) hold on i need to get to the right one yeah that's cute i think it's interesting but Mm, yeah i think i think there's a lot of but there's a lot of bow moments and like it's it's fluffy and it's frilly and everything but the colors are always like simple and bold yeah it, have have we seen this stuff before? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, sure. <laughs> like some of it's a bit interesting, and some of it reminds me of Victor and Rolf a bit. Like some of the mm. sort of um, like it being a bit more eccentric. Um, definitely reminds me a little bit of Ralph and Ruth. Uh, Ralph and Russo, Victor and Rolf. I always get them mm. confused. Like I always. Yeah, I I, I get what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> there is one look where it's a black mini dress and it has like this tall black and white cape. Oh, that's cool. It's a bit, it reminds me of something. Is it Batman? Is it like it's something? I feel like that's the only dress that you could, you could probably wear like from the collection though, you know? <laughs> what, like from a practical standpoint? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm going for that red one, I think. <laughs> that is a birthday dress. That is a real like... <laughs> entering the party moment i don't know where your arms go for that look i but... think it's the sleeves i think that's the sleeves so i think your oh. arms just get lost in tool oh that's okay yeah so what are your overall thoughts about the looks we've seen and couture i'm gonna say something that's kind of i think sad i kind of don't think we needed it oh well we haven't seen really anything new yeah so only from that standpoint Mm. that it hasn't blown like there's nothing that's blown my mind and I guess because there's been so few that you do sort of then rip those apart a bit more or whatever but yeah I don't know okay I'm going to pose a question to you do you think we have reached the do you think we've reached a point where we've seen all there is to see do you think that we just recycle different elements and attach it to new bits and put that out on the runway and nothing really is going to wow us from couture or from uh, seasonal runways? Because Yeah, I think, for the mo- I think fashion's been like that for the most part. Um, mm. But I would say that, you know, there are ways of reinventing stuff or... Um, I, I think the diffi- the thing with couture is there is no price limit. You can like do the most intricate, ornate designs. It's mm. not like ready to wear where you've got to hit that price bracket. Like mm. show us everything your amazing seamstresses and embroidery team and all of that stuff can do. Like we know it's there. Balmain did give us intricacy and beading and all that stuff but they were styles and silhouettes that we kind of seen before I think it's always like couture is a way of keeping um artisanal practices and craftsmanship alive and that in itself is a reason to keep producing and making these things oh yeah um but yeah, I mean, what do I know? It's not like I'm buying it. It's not like I'm their target audience, isn't it? I'm just here to like mouth off about stuff that I will never own. 
Oh, but yeah, what do you, so what did you make of it? What was your favorite show overall? Um, okay, let me have a little recap in my mind. Oh my God, this is difficult. I think Chanel, for me, was probably the most wearable in terms of, would I want to buy this stuff? Yeah, I think so. I think, maybe I think they, had less, they had less of the showpiece and they had more of the, the day couture clothes. Mm, um yeah but in a really interesting way like you said I think they would be my favorite too but also I th- I actually really liked the um Jean-Bis Diwali I think I think that was a fun show like I think I'd enjoy watching that runway I think Chanel's always going to win with you <laughs> <laughs> of course but that's why you know I gave give others their due <laughs> well yeah that was our uh, recap of Couture in a pandemic. <laughs> Lockdown um, was Couture. It wor- <laughs> yeah, was it worth it? No. Are we going to need it? No. <laughs> but yeah. Um, Maybe one day your wedding dress will be one of the ones we discussed. Buy it off eBay. Yeah. <laughs> Get that red tool dress. Yeah, I, I will. For my wedding, Jesus. <laughs> So anyway, yeah, that was the end of episode four. I mean, um, thanks for listening again, guys. We've had some really nice feedback so far. It's not perfect, but we're getting there. (laughs) And um, so, yeah, leave a review wherever you're listening. We're now on Apple Podcasts, on um, Spotify and like a number of others. Leave us a five star review. You know what we always (laughs) say? It's not about the four. It's not about the three. It's about the five. (laughs) It's about the five. Um, Follow us on Instagram so that we can like post images of what we're talking about and you can see what we're nattering on about. And that is style over substance pod. Email us at styleoversubstancep at gmail.com. Send us your anecdotes and your story times because we do that. We share a story time every other week and we'd love to share some of yours. Um, And also just like, We'd love to hear from you, know what you think. Anything else? We've got YouTube. If you want to listen to it on YouTube, you can. <laughs> Subscribe to us. Help us out. Um, and that's it. Have I, have I missed anything else, Scarlett? I think that's it. Perfect. Well, I've been Mim. And I've been Scarlett. Bye, guys. See ya. Bye. <laughs>